0: hey welcome to the brilliant perspectives podcast with graham cook i'm your host michael becchio today we're continuing our segment from the last episode with part two of hiddenness and manifestation the full teaching can be found on brilliantbookhouse.com i'll include a link for you with this episode in this segment graham further elaborates on what it means to be in a season of hiddenness where instead of tangibly enjoying the manifest presence of god God is inviting us into the secret place to discover Him and enjoy Him in a new and different way. This teaching is very insightful in helping understand the hope for increase that is available to all of us in a time of hiddenness. You know, if we're not careful, beloved, we can end up trying to merely survive a season of hiddenness, which means we can miss the great invitation and glory that God is actually opening up before us. As you'll be reminded today by Graham, it's not that there's something wrong in these seasons. It's that God is inviting you into more. (laughs) So much more. So take your fill of expectant hope in the Holy Spirit, remembering that the Father always has your best in mind, and you are always on His mind, especially in a season of hiddenness, because there are deep and beautiful things in store for you to discover. As you seek the face of Jesus. Enjoy.
1: You only have to go through one season of hiddenness to get your life totally reorientated. And then you will love every other season of hiddenness. I've had seven seasons of hiddenness, and I have, loved, I have adored every single one of them. Yeah? I'm in one right now. It's funny. Sometimes, how many people uh, the Lord has spoken to you about joy or about love or about peace and so on, and you're in hiddenness? See, He's already told you how to be with Him. Yeah? I remember the Lord saying to me in October 2009, He said, Son, you're coming into a time uh, where my joy will exponentially increase in your life And it will move from being a temporal emotion to an eternal one. Two days later, I got struck down with a brain virus. Two days later, see, God is always previous. I'm laying on the floor. I'm not able to think hardly. Everybody, everything in my body hurts. I mean, hurts. So the first four months, what am I doing? I'm living in that word about joy. Here's the deal. I had no reason not to be joyful. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) I had no reason not to celebrate. Yeah, I'm in pain. It's the worst pain I've ever experienced. But I have this word about joy, moving from the temporal to the eternal. What do you think I'm going to hold on to? I only look stupid. I am absolutely not. I realized in that time that God had been previous with me. He knew what was coming. He knew two days before when he spoke that word about joy, he knew what was coming. He's the most intentional person I've ever met in my entire life. So I knew that joy was my doorway into something. I couldn't see what he was bringing me into. But you know what? I don't have to see everything. I just have to see the next step. So I knew that joy was a doorway for me. If, if, you've been, if you're in hiddenness and God has been talking to you about a specific aspect of his nature, then what he wants is for you to experience that, to think about that as, you're, as part of your hiddenness program. You're in training right now. Here's the benefits of hiddenness. It's about learning the mind of God. It's about learning how to walk by faith, not by sight. It's about learning to trust as a much-loved child. Just a simple, I trust you, Papa. I don't need to understand everything. I just want you to know I trust you. If you want me to understand, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool too. So you put, I'll be in charge of trust. You'll be in charge of understanding. And we'll meet and we'll connect and it'll be fine because you always make everything fine. Hiddenness is about developing that inner strength so that we learn to be confident in God. Listen, you're going to get hold of certain aspects of God's nature that will stay with you for eternity. and I guarantee if you go through this hiddenness the way God wants you to go through it, you will become incredibly confident and self-assured in the Holy Spirit for yourself. This is a major time of development. God really means business. It's, the, it's about the development of your inner man, especially about stillness. Here's the thing for me about peace and rest. I live in peace and rest. I practice my peace every single day. I can, No matter what's occurring, I can usually bring myself to peace inside 15 seconds. It's just a discipline. But all disciplines are rooted in delight. I love peace. I like, especially like peace because it makes the enemy weird. Because <laughs> he, he can't take away my peace. My peace affects him. I like that. My plan always, every day, is just to stay fresher longer. I want to beat the enemy by staying fresher for longer. I like being refreshed. I want to live a life that's full of refreshing. That's why I'm exploring all the different identities that God has given me and the resources that go with each. Hiddenness develops in you the capacity to live from the inside to the outside so that we are not actually victims of our circumstances but we are overcomers of everything out there. There's nothing out there externally that can affect us. You know, all stress is an inside job. Stress is not caused by other people or by circumstances or by the enemy. It's caused by how you perceive it. All stress is an inside job. So the prince. all I can tell you is the Prince of the Peace visited one day and he's never left. So I expect to be a peaceful man. One of my pleasures is, one of my passions is, I want to be the most tranquil person on the planet. Not tranquilized, (laughs) but tranquil. I love peace, I love rest, I practice it every day. I like warfare because I like being peaceful in the midst of it all. There's an internal focus that enables us to wait, to be patient, and to learn how to persevere joyfully. If you're going to wait, you may as well be happy about it. If you're going to endure, you know, there are some times when God wants to do something in your life, and if He's teaching you authority, things move quickly. Because you get a word of authority I bind you, it's bound, I loose you, it's loosed. But when he's teaching you patience, things will take a different turn. If he's teaching you endurance, it'll be endurance with joy. Because, you know, the characteristics of God never come singly, they always at least travel in pairs. And usually you find there's a whole group of them, there's a whole gang. Because God loves to gang up on you. Yeah? I always think of the fruit of the Spirit as a gang. It's a gang, and God puts—he's just gonna gang up on you, yeah, with who He is: His mercy, His kindness, His goodness. In hiddenness, it's your identity as sons that will start to form, will start to grow. You'll get a sense of who you are. You'll get a sense of the identities and the callings, and they'll get established. Callings that you know you have will get established much deeper you'll see much further, and your anointing will increase when you go out there and do things. In hiddenness, too, your worship is going to be expanded, so leave some room for worship. Practice rejoicing. Practice thanksgiving. Do something in worship you haven't done before. Give extra time in your own life. Make sure that your life is an occasion that every day there is an occasion in your life to celebrate. Make sure you never close out a day without celebration. If you can start it with celebration, end it with celebration, you'll do really well. Hiddenness and manifestation. In manifestation, we behold His beauty. In hiddenness, we're often shown his glory. When Moses asked to see God's glory, God took him into a place hidden from all of Israel, and not one of them were allowed to set foot on the mountain. Hiddenness can be a mountaintop experience. Yeah, so you need to take it out of the valley of depression (laughs) and go for a hike. In Psalm 27, 4 to 6, in, in manifestation, we dwell in his house and we behold his beauty. The enemy cannot penetrate the secret place. But even in that Psalm 27, 4 to 6, verse 5 talks about hidden hiddenness, he will hide me. I, it's always been amazing to me is that very often, God hides in plain sight. Mostly, He hides right next to you. He's like He could touch you, He could just reach out and touch you. He's hiding right next to you. He'll never leave you and never forsake you. So, He's just there in a different way. And we're getting used to that by trust and by faith. It will not be unusual for you to shout for joy on days. Because revelation will touch you so powerfully, it will have to have some kind of verbal explosion coming out of you. In 2 Corinthians 4, it talks about fixing our eyes on the unseen realm. That's what hiddenness does. It takes, you, takes all the visible stuff that we have to deal with puts it on one side, and God begins to teach us the unseen things, the things he wants to be for us, the things he wants to do for us. And so the the inner man of the Spirit is going to learn what it means to remain renewed. I remember um, doing an event, and in a church that I've been working with, I've been taking them through transition... And so I've been working with them for like a three-year period, and was at that in in the whole renewal phase. And so I got to know a number of the people who were in in hiddenness. And I remember I I preached a message and I'd given this appeal, and so people were coming down to the altar just to stand in the presence of God. And and a particular there was a particular guy who'd become a real delight to me. And I every time I visited, we went for coffee and. He'd been going through hiddenness for like two years. And, and as I, I walked him down, I heard the Lord say to me, watch this. And I heard this click. And this guy, suddenly, his Bible went one way, his notebook went the other. And he's like an octopus on crack all over the place. <laughs> you know, And the Lord just said to me, flipped him over. <laughs> he went from hiddenness to manifestation in a split second. Bible went one way, notebook the other, coat the other. He's all over the place, whoa, all over the place. It was funny. (laughs) Flipped him over. Like the Lord's really pleased, yeah. Flipped him over like that, that boy. (laughs) You can't get by on just a temporal relationship with the Lord. Hiddenness attaches you to eternity. In our hearts, you know, we're all wanting to be touched and we're wanting to touch him. We're, many people are crying out for manifestation, which is great. I mean, he loves that too. But in hiddenness, he is he's longing. Manifestation is your longing for him. Hiddenness is his longing for you. I just want to, I want to pull you into my space. Yeah? I want to show you some secrets. I want to open something up to you. I want you to have deep truth that's so intensely personal between you and I, it will actually shape the whole direction of your life. In manifestation, he shows you his heart. And we behold his beauty. And you have to have a revelation of the beauty of the Lord. You can't not. You're going to be worshipping forever. That revelation of beauty must start on earth. Yeah? But in hiddenness, he wants to tell you what he's thinking about you. How he sees you what he's got for you. It's an intensely prophetic time too. You're gonna hear God like you've never heard him before. And there's gonna be a clarity of his voice. You're gonna be able to, hiddenness for me is always was one of the major factors that empowered me to discern the voice of the Lord above all other voices,
0: yeah? I love the ways that Graham discloses what hiddenness really means and what it actually has to offer us as believers. That it's not meant to be a time of confusion or wandering, but a time of pursuing God's mind and his deep thoughts. A time of learning, revelation, and grasping the eternal truths of our life in God. This is an encouragement to all of us. For as Graham said, we get to take hold of certain qualities of God's character that then become eternal in our inner being. Beloved, in that secret place with him, we truly get to clothe ourselves with Christ and learn to wear the newness of life that he has so gorgeously given us. I know from my own life that it was in times like these where I discovered more about who I was in God, what he truly thought of me, and how consistent he is in his own character. The fruit this produced was life-changing. It was like a blanket of affirmation wrapped around me breathing life into all the different parts of my being. I got to discover new depths, heights, and breadths of His love, His faithfulness to me, and His purpose for me. You know, learning to pursue and wait and seek out the Lord's mind can be challenging for all of us because sometimes we've been so dependent on feelings or outward signs. When those are absent, it requires us to learn to love the Lord differently Some of us might not be used to waiting on the Lord and seeking His face, but oh, how deeply rewarding it is, beloved, for all of us. As David exclaimed in Psalm 27 One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon His beauty and seek Him in His temple. Hiddenness is so needed, my friend. For it is here that we get to dwell richly in the glory of God's character and mind and be taught by the Lord himself deep and unsearchable things that we otherwise could not grasp. Don't miss the treasure waiting for you. These are very much needed times of intimacy and solitude with him where what he longs to unveil to you will take you from glory to glory. In closing, whether you find yourself in a time of hiddenness or not, I encourage you this week to get away with him Find some quiet space and time and wait upon him, listening. Consider taking a journal or just something simple to jot highlights down. Meditate on him, on his word, and on his promise that he will never leave you nor forsake you, but will be with you always. And beloved, never miss the safety, the security, and the deep eternal joy that gives us He will not leave you. He will not forsake you, but will be with you always because he loves you and is committed to you and is perfectly faithful to you. I'm going to take a moment to pray that over you. Father, I thank you for your deep, rich, and full commitment to each of us. And I praise you, Papa, that you are so stunningly faithful that you never turn aside to the right or to the left from what you have said, from who you've promised to be, from your enduring and endearing commitment to each of us. I Thank you for that, Lord. And I praise you, Holy Spirit, for being so invested and engaged with every one of our days and each of the moments of our lives and making these things so real to us as you live our lives side by side with us. Thank you. And beloved, I believe the Lord would say to you today, I am for you, my child. I'm always with you. I'm always aware of you. You're always on my mind. Every time I look at you, I smile and my face lights up. My heart feels full and swells with joy. I take great delight in you and I'll never turn away from you because you are my child and my commitment to you is everlasting. (laughs) I love being committed to you. And I love that you can trust in my faithfulness because it's secure and it's sound. It's a stable foundation, a rock for you to build your life upon. So remember, my arms are always open for you to receive from me for you to be loved by me and to have a hug in your time of need i'm here for you my beloved child amen be blessed beloved and enjoy jesus immensely just as he immensely enjoys you